Hey, Connor. Hey, Aaron. You think we can get out of the box now? You think it's that time? It's time for another episode of the Film Box Podcast. Oh, boy. If anybody wants to find me, I'll be in the last place you would look. In a place where people used to be. A land that's called reality. You'll find me there. I won't be catching up on Reddit. I won't be watching any news. Everyone will be alright if I'm not live by satellite. It's a beautiful day, I'm running away. Don't bother to Facebook message or call me. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Film Box Podcast. I am your uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Aaron Souza. I'm Connor, I'm not quite that. <laughs> Look who's back. It's me, Sam. Hey, JD's back. Tell we, a friend. We let him back. Um, yeah, so we got a, a wonderful, wonderful episode for you guys today. We got some news, as always. We have a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, we got some Stranger Things Mad Libs coming back. We got some, uh, some Pay the Tab. We got some, uh, some uh, You've Lost the Plot. So we got lots of games, lots of news, lots of stuff to talk about. How are you guys doing today? <sighs> Feeling... I'm feeling stuff, okay? Feeling stuff. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, after what looking at the saying? news, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nightmare. Bag. It's a mixed <laughs> bag. Let's start with the good. Let's start with the good today, uh, because we got a lot of not so good, but we got some good today. Yeah. So, first off, let's kick things off. Friday the 13th, we've got an update, Connor. A good update. Thank God. <laughs> it's about time. I'm, it's been like 12 years of disappointment. I was, I'm was. i so used to just, uh, uh, nothing's happening, but no. Sean Cunningham, who was the director and producer of the original Friday the 13th, on his cameo said, uh, the movie has spawned 12 installments with a 13th scheduled for next year. I, I'm excited I hope it's not just him being like like projecting like I'm gonna do it and then people are like no you're not. Well, do you know what I found out too? Which I think the stars are aligning. Aaron. Oh. So the series is called Friday the Thirteenth. Yes. Guess what day October thirteenth is? What day is that? A Friday. It's a 13th. Friday the Thirteenth, baby. Oh In October. my god. I don't I don't know if they'll be able to pump one out in time to get it released that day, but well stars are aligning. Never know. The stars are aligning. But I just find it hilarious that this we got this update on Sean Cunningham's cameo account. Yeah. Not even like, like a of real all news places. Site. Literally. No one broke the news. He broke it himself on, on cameo. <laughs> And no one Wait, even had it, to pay uh, for that information. Isn't it the 13th movie, too? 
It is the 13th. Oh my god, it's the 13th and, movie. And it's been 13 years, I believe. Oh my since god, the next, it's all since the last one. They, Honestly, they planned all this. I guarantee now that now that we're talking about it, Victor Miller and Cunningham made this up so they could do this exactly. Oh yeah. They they teased us and they just kept like track it tracking their calendar, like, oh, can't do it twenty twenty, can't do it twenty twenty one. Let's tease it twenty twenty two because twenty twenty three we can get spicy with it. Oh man, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh wow. Me too. That's amazing. Now, other good news, we've got potentially a leak for who's going to be directing Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. So it looks like uh, Matt Shackman uh, is in talks to be directing the Fantastic Four. Now, what did he direct again? So uh, he did WandaVision. Ah, that's right. He did, I want it was like 43 episodes of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. And a couple episodes of Game of Thrones. Yeah. So he's so got he's quite bag. a renowned director. He's got some good stuff under his belt. So that'll be very exciting. He's also penciled to do the next Star Trek movie. Oh. So he's he's about to blow it up. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I've honestly never heard of this guy, but I mean, if he keeps on the right track, he'll be uh be pretty solid like, then again i don't pay quite enough attention to directors so i apologize mr shackman please don't sue me <laughs> I, you know what though i will give you credit because when we did our uh fantastic forecasting mm-hmm. we have we didn't get it right obviously but you no. did say that like marvel likes to work within their group yes of I directors. Did. oh i did say that so I, I? I will give you credit for that Yes, I just chose the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm interested but, to see him. Because um, WandaVision. A lot of people had mixed reviews about WandaVision. Some people loved it. Some people didn't like it so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, another thing to think about. Yeah, it's a mixed bag of tones. It really is. I, I loved it because I loved the whole, like, going through all the... Um, all the eras of sitcoms mm-hmm. i just thought that was really inventive and different for a tv show but like we had friends who hated it like just absolutely despised those first couple episodes mm-hmm. so you know polarizing but i think that's probably for the better i mean the more more interesting ways you can shake up television the more ways you can make it different exactly. i guess it's just because it's you know mco oh big action big action fighting yeah. scenes stuff like that but you know, this show didn't have a lot of that, which mm-hmm. a lot of good character growth mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, studies. So I mm-hmm. think that would be pretty good for introducing a the first family of Marvel. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of uh, of new stuff, um, mm-hmm. House of the Dragon came out. We talked about it on last week's episode that it was on the way, um, and it came out. Monday, episode two will be out time of, at the at the time of listening. So episode one came out Sunday. Our podcast came out Monday, so we didn't get to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna hear our first episode thoughts on House of the Dragon here. So what do you guys think? Sam, you can go first. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I I like many other people probably were a little skeptical skeptical of 
you know, how the last season of Game of Thrones mm. went. Um, yeah. But I enjoyed it. I think it was a great setup. I like the callbacks to, especially at the end of the episode. Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing more. Yeah. No, I think one of the things that I, I had heard before it premiered and, like, what people were saying on reviews who had seen, like, the first half of the season or whatever, you know, is that they really took the time to return to, like, what made early season Game of Thrones good, which wasn't the action. It was the characters mm-hmm. and the political drama and, you know, that sort of thing. And I, I could see even in episode one how they were building that and... It, it was just I, I loved that. I, I just think the drama of, of that whole idea is is so good. So I'm I'm really impressed with it. Yeah, it's funny because on one hand I think it was pretty refreshing to take it back to basics. Mm-hmm. And on, on the uh other hand, once you're kinda used to like all the fighting and all the action, it was definitely like a nice low episode. They had its moments with uh, some fighting, some some hogs getting chopped right. off. Uh, obviously, it's Game of Thrones, so had to have some sex scenes in there. But yeah, I mean, it, it was still very much Game of Thrones, even yeah. all in one episode. Like, oh yeah, the action was still good for what there was. It was brutal. There was some really kind of weird season scenes, disturbing scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you know, if you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that. That one, uh, I had to look away. Yeah, it was it was tough to watch. But mm-hmm. in the same vein, the characters are fascinating. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, Millie Alcock did great as young Rhaenyra, and I'm really I, I hope we get to see more of of her as that character before we go into uh, Emma Darcy and like 20s um, version mm-hmm. of Rhaenyra. So that's really exciting. Well, I mean, people. I, I would assume agreed with us because it's already been picked up for a season two. We knew that was coming. Obviously, Th- there was no we shot that this was getting canceled after. Yeah. Well, I mean, people could have said that about the uh, the other Game of Thrones pilot that had, uh, I think, Olivia Wilde in it, mm-hmm. which was a thing for one episode and then was canceled. But I mean, no, nah, it, it was good and already renewed. Didn't they set a record for most like most viewed? premiere 20 million 20 million viewers for the premiere that's insane absurd did you see the uh the tiktok it was um someone was just walking down the street and they looked up to an apartment complex and 20 or so just had their windows open and you could see the lights change all together for the intro i thought that was pretty cool it is pretty dope not gonna lie Uh. it's cool to have that game of thrones to be excited for yeah it's uh one shining shining spot in a sea of bad for hbo and warner brothers yeah let's just get just into an, it an absolute cesspool of, of, of bad yep yeah we might as well just get into it yeah I, yeah i hope i wasn't the only one you know googling the targaryen family tree <laughs> oh <laughs> trying to figure God. out where uh who uh who's who and stuff like that how long how far back it goes stuff like that dude i i looked at it and it said nope (laughs) see i'm too dumb to follow it so i'm (laughs) i'm just here for the ride make it simple like hey that's matt smith i know him (laughs) 
hey, there's a man. He looks like he has blonde hair. Hey, that guy has cool hair. I'll root for him. <laughs> That's pretty much how it went. Yeah. You can imagine oh, how disappointed I was when Sean Penn died <laughs> so early. <laughs> All right. Oh boy, H HBO and Warner Brothers are uh, always in the news. Always in the news. The cash cow just keeps just just raining in that cash cow because uh, well, in the past week they've had a ton of stuff come out. So I I don't even think we should call him a cash cow. I think I think we should actually be worried about setting up a GoFundMe because apparently <laughs> they only have cash for two more releases this year. Don't worry, darling, and Black Adam. So they so, they had to push a ton of movies back. Like Shazam 2 got pushed to March 17th. And that's when Aquaman 2 was dropping. So I think they pushed that to Christmas. Yep. And then other movies they had like the House Party uh, remake, None 2, Evil Dead Rises, all getting pushed back. Just some broke boys over there. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, uh, just the fact that they had to push back, uh, uh, like, Shazam and Aquaman. Like, Aquaman got pushed back all the way to December of next year. I mean, that's basically a finished movie at this point. Like, they're in very much post-production. Yeah, so there was a tweet from David Sandberg. He's the director of uh, Shazam 2. And he mm -hmm. said, While I'm an impatient bastard who wants people to see it as soon as possible, the film will be fully done in just a few weeks. The move makes sense since Avatar was taking all the IMAX slash PLF screens. Fury of, the, Fury of the Gods is a big movie and should be seen big. So maybe it was strategic because I, I honestly think Avatar would have watched it, but it's not strategic. They looked at that and said, hey, we can say that, right? They're like, oh, thank God broke? we have an excuse. <laughs> yeah, thank Thank the Lord. <laughs> Man, we almost have, had to bite the bullet and actually like say that we're going broke. We might have actually had to release this. <laughs> but, yeah, so I I will say, though, I am really excited for Don't Worry, Worry Darling. Oh, me too. Um, I think that's going to be a fantastic movie. Black Adam, I'm a little less excited for because, for me, any movie with Dwayne Johnson in it is a movie with Dwayne Johnson in it and not like a character movie. So, we'll see on that. So, um, not to divert the conversation at all, but I did just see the Super League of Pets uh, movie yeah. and him, uh, not Kevin Harder, and I almost call him Kevin Rock. Uh, Kevin Rock. Kevin Rock. <laughs> um, and it was exactly that. Like, I was just like, okay, this isn't like, I'm not even watching a cartoon. This is just Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. I, it's so hard it's to honestly, just take him out of a role. Yeah, well, when you're such an iconic actor and you have that like that persona mm -hmm. and you are in so many movies and it's not a detriment to anything that he's done because he's actually been in some really really good movies. Mm -hmm. But for me, like whenever that happens where you just keep getting cast and stuff and you're such an iconic person like that, you just I just end up seeing that movie in that character as like this is Dwayne Johnson. This is not like Black Adam or like you know any like when he was in Jungle Cruise, it was Mm -hmm. just Dwayne Johnson and Jungle Cruise and obviously in DC Super League of Pets or whatever it's called League of Super Pets mm -hmm. 
uh, like it's just Dwayne Johnson voicing a character. So it's like, you know, I, I've always struggled with that. I, and that happens for other actors too. Yeah, it's not, it's not just Dwayne Johnson. I mean, he could fold us into pretzels and toss us across the world. We don't mean to disrespect him this much, but... Please, Dwayne, don't, don't hurt me. Yes. We can smell what The Rock's cooking. <laughs> and and if The Rock is cooking up a, a guest uh, episode on the Filmbox podcast, I definitely reach out at uh, the Filmbox podcast at gmail.com. Just a thought. Yeah, just saying. Just saying. If this somehow gets in front of you, we would love to talk to you, Mr. Rock. Uh, you know, things just get worse for Warner yeah. Brothers, though. It's it's getting bad. I mean, literally, it's like every day a new headline comes out. And uh, speaking of, of – well, I will say one good thing. Though. Mm-hmm. They have they are in discussion with uh, Dan Lin to take over as DC, the head of DC, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a good move. Yeah, um, they need someone in there to start fully fresh, fully from scratch. So that'll be good. Yeah, I mean he's done the Lego Movie, the It remakes, the mm-hmm. Avatar: La- uh, Last Airbender series on Netflix. He's he's a pretty significant name to be helming like this universe for them. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good strategic decision in a uh, in a sea of bad strategic decisions. Yeah, they uh, they should just stop making internal graphics. I feel like. Oh God, yes. So, as we kind of expected, when Discovery came in, they wiped out a lot of HBO execs and employees. I think so far it's been seventy. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna be more. They cut like their entire like the international product team like unscripted. And the kids and family teams, all gone. And so they there was like another internal graphic. The last one was like comparing the two different audiences from HBO to Discovery. This is the same thing. So what they said was that HBO audiences were a diverse group, primarily like single people hybrid car drivers which like what? such a weird <laughs> uh factor to toss in non-parents like no kids social media users again another really weird thing yeah. while discovery's audience was more white married people uh suv and minivan drivers like just you could just say parents grandparents <laughs> With little to no social media presence at all. Like, why? Why? What is... What do you stand to why? gain from saying this? What? Oh. Who okayed that? Like, I get wanting to... Like, I work in marketing. Mm-hmm. I understand wanting to label your demographic. It's part of the like, process. Absolutely. Don't let people release it, one. Also... No, <laughs> like some of those, some of those things, like, like, I can see why you would want to, mm-hmm. but the idea of like labeling every HBO user as a single guy who drives a, a hybrid and is heavy on social media. I mean, first off, that's just not true. First off, let's, mm-hmm. let's just put that right out there. 
But also, it's such a, like, sexist labeling of your demographic, especially when you're saying, like, like you're, oh, everyone who's on Discovery love is, like, your white mom who loves reality TV and Super drives the mature, minivan. Got their like, life what? in check. Like, like, what? Like, no. Yeah. Give us age demographics. Give us gender demographics based on data. You know, like give us like, I don't. Know. I could go on and on about about stuff like that because I, I I do it for a living mm-hmm. and I understand the data and the targeting, but what the heck? It's it's dumb. yeah. All this reads as is. Hey, Discovery. White people love this. Mm-hmm. HBO, single people love this. <laughs> Everyone else does. <laughs> like that's just how this reads. I think the more irresponsible thing, like, if you're going to have that, great. Keep it internal. Mm-hmm. Do not let that stuff get out to the press. People, one, people don't need to see your targeting. But two, like, there's no there's no need for, for, for that to, to leak out. Well, you, you know, that's an internal targeting. You know what helps keep that internal? Not pissing off half your staff yeah, by firing executives these people's colleagues and just expecting everything to be all honky dory. Sam, do you have any thoughts on this? You guys pretty much covered everything. I mean, Mm. it's just some things that you need to keep within your business or your, you know, to yourself, to your little group. Like, like my company would never release our demographic. Mm hmm. Everybody has, you know, demographics and everything like that. But yeah, at it's least, not something like, we can, that you share to the public because yeah, like, the public doesn't need to know about, that. Right. We can talk about demographics all we want, but we would never, like, label, like, my work as, you know, people, like, middle-aged white women who who love soccer moms, knitting and, 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 and own minivans. Like, we would never do that. Yeah. Do you know how no. it just belittling it is is like oh yeah our our uh our listeners are box wine minivan soccer moms three kids <laughs> who yeah in between cool. driving all their kids to practices just wants to turn on a little uh, uh reality yeah tlc <laughs> oh boy because like especially when a lot of the things that are gonna get cut just with the, t- the people who have been fired and most likely will continue to get fired, mm-hmm. the products that are going to get put out are just going to be so... I don't even know how to describe it. Just so narrow in their view. Because, mm. like, mm-hmm. a- as they themselves put it, HBO caters to a more like diverse audience and now you're cutting the people responsible for that like one of the executives came out and they're like um they described like discovery plus as more of like a general audience audience platform that doesn't have the specific specificity that hbo max was tailored to i think it's just a very all audience they don't want to make things political topical or alienate middle america just such a I don't know they've handled this so poorly 
choo choo. You guys hear that? Mm. You guys hear that? You choo choo. Oh, it's the content train. Look, it's the content train, guys. The content train's coming, and guess who's on it? Guess who's on the content train? It's our it's our buddy Ezra Miller. He's back. Stop calling him back, ladies and gentlemen. Our buddy. Sorry, they're they're back. Sorry. No, no, no. Stop. We don't want any sort of friendship with with this person. Well, <laughs> well, for the third our, week uh, in our... a row, by talking to him, but talking about him, uh... <laughs> about uh, Ezra Miller had a meeting with Warner Leadership in a uh, the Flash Course Correct meeting. Which is always the the best thing you want to have when you're releasing a movie with someone as like the face of your franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just want to point out one thing in, in that was in this article from Hollywood Reporter. Oh boy, get ready! All right, Ezra Miller is said to quote not have minded the stream of bad headlines end quote, but they were spooked by the possibility of the Flash being canceled and has now promised to seek professional help. Yeah, everything. What? Everything's all fine and good as long as you're getting paid. Once that like comes into threat, model citizen. It's basically like saying, "Yeah, I know I'm a bad person. Wait, my paycheck's going away. Shit." <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry, everyone I've offended. I'm sorry. I love you all. You know what? You know what? It, it's like just comically ironic. Mm-hmm. It came out earlier today. That the Flash yep. received some of the highest scores at test screenings since the Dark Knight trilogy. Like, why couldn't this movie just suck? I know, right? Like, why why couldn't this movie just be terrible? And then we'd be like, yeah, just suck. all right, yeah. No we we can scrap all everything involved. We could start fresh someplace uh, else. The bastards had to make a good movie. I'm just, oh god, this whole situation is just so disappointing. You know. Oh, wait! I I think I have a little breaking news. Oh, some breaking news! Since we dun, we talked since, since we talked about Matt so since we talked about Matt Shackman earlier, uh, potentially directing the Fantastic Four, what I'm seeing now is that he's dropped out of the Star Trek movie. Oh, be- really? Because of scheduling conflicts. So I oh. So I think that pretty much confirms that he will be uh, directing Fantastic Four. Uh, my schedule is suddenly booked up. Oh yeah, fifteen like minutes ago. Doing some, some. Uh, looks like I'm going to be doing some superhero movies. I got that Marvel money movies. coming. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah, look at us breaking news on the pod. Look at that <laughs> on the podcast, wow. live on the podcast as of time of recording. Three days late in terms of release. <laughs> you guys but... have already heard this by now, if you can. <laughs> you heard it last <laughs> on the podcast. Oh, my God. Well, are you guys ready to pay the tab? When are we ever? Oh, because I got a, a doozy today. Oh, my God. I, I'm so excited. I found this a couple of days ago, and I haven't told you. Obviously, I don't tell you what these things are. Yeah, but you leave us in the holy dark. shit, is this a good one. All right, ready? Taco Bell. All right, Taco oh. Bell redefines the future of love with Metaverse wedding package. Um, and the silence 
the fuck did you just say to me? Proud. What does that entail? Those, those are words. Bell. I don't know if they should be going together. <laughs> Taco Bell is redefining the future of love with Metaverse Wedding Package. I don't know what the, what else there is to, to say. I mean, it's self-explanatory. Oh, my God. Um, so this press release says bells are ringing as Taco Bell offers the chance the for couples around the U.S. to apply to win the brand's first ever virtual legal and metaverse wedding package. I like that they had to include legal. <laughs> legal. It's a legal wedding. This is my day. Brands. Does it come with an appetizer, a part, and a main entree of diarrhea? Yeah, there's honestly there's no champagne tower. It's just uh, Mountain Dew Baja Blast. <laughs> yeah. No cake, just the uh, crunch wrap. Oh my god. Um, so. Uh, yeah. So they're they're the brand's love and marriage offerings are coming to Decentraland for this event, a 3D browser-based platform allowing shared virtual exploration to celebrate the love between one lucky couple and a uniquely Taco Bell experience. Okay. I just want to say, if you ever have a, we- a wedding where it's described as a uniquely Taco Bell experience, something went wrong somewhere in your life. Man, I cannot wait for the next Ice Age. <laughs> oh I don't... I, I'm checking out a reality. that Those right. words just... That actually upset so, me. So I've got something even better. All right, ready? So this next paragraph starts. Oh God. No stranger to nuptials, Taco Bell is building on its five years of marrying couples at its Las Vegas Cantina wedding. What? Festival. Guys, Taco Bell's been doing this for five years. I mean, whatever. Taco Bell's boat. been marrying people for five years. People are going to Vegas to get married in some place called the Taco Bell Cantina Wedding Chapel. I'm going to look this up. I got it too now. This is like, just this is disturbing. Unbelievable. Um Oh god. Hold on. Now the brand known for innovation on and off the menu is making a call for couples to enter the to win the first ever Taco Bell so it's literally a room with chairs and a Taco Bell like bells. That's behind. Yeah, that's just the greatest. I'll, I'll post a picture in the. You could have up to twenty five guests. Any food mm-hmm. outside of a Taco Twelve Pack and Cinnabon Delight cake will be will <laughs> need to be purchased separately. That's so bad. We, Why would anyone do this? We do not provide marriage licenses. Great. Oh, but you, it has to be uh, booked four hours before the ceremony. Oh wow! Oh, four boy. hours. <laughs> oh, a whole four hours, man. They're really, they're really cutting it close there. Oh, yeah, look at cancel twenty four hours prior and full refund. This is. We as a society have gone too far. Yeah. Um, so here's a, a quote from Sean Tresevant, who's Taco Bell's chief brand officer. Dude is doing a job. I don't want to hear from there. him. I, I um, don't respect him. We're always looking for new ways to meet our fans where they already are and provide them with signature Taco Bell experience, even when that's in the metaverse. By bringing the metaverse wedding to life and adding layers of the brand's live moss mentality... 
the couple and attendees will be able to up the ante on their love for each other with the brand they love too. In the age of swiping for love, Taco Bell's Metaverse wedding will allow one couple to take part in the voyage of what may well be the next evolution of modern love. And we're proud to be leading the charge. Guys, it's not. I, not I can, I can honestly say it's not. <laughs> I don't know if it's There's a evolution. lot of things that I don't know about, but it's I know it's not that. I just I would love to be in the room when someone explains to them that they're having a wedding hosted by Taco Bell in the in the metaverse. Like those parents would be just just disappointed, just sad. I I just uh, I don't even understand it. Like what's what's the point of getting married in the metaverse? I don't know. I don't know. I. Also, I just want to point out in this press article, last thing. Uh, in 2021, Taco Bell developed its limited line of taco-themed NFTs, which sold out in 30 minutes. So I don't know what kind of audience they have, but holy shit, they're doing something right. Man, NFTs suck. God, I hate people. Yeah, me too. I'm looking at some right. Mr. and Mrs. Taco Bell shirts. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Taco Bell. Man, that's our favorite restaurant. You know, people do what people want. Good lord. Oh boy. Well, we can pivot off of that, please. Um, I got some Stranger Things Mad Libs to talk about. Let's go. Let's give them something to Mad Libs about, which is the name for this bit that I've mm. just come up. Up with. So before we start this, this was I, I teased some news to you guys. Mm. So I saw that Noah Schnapp, who's been a lot doing a lot of talking recently. Oh boy. He came. I think it was like an interview. I I forget where, but he was saying how the directors were getting mad at the that the kids were aging faster than <laughs> their characters. Oh oh really? <laughs> like I mean, if if you do look at Will from season one to season four, that was a ooh. <laughs> so, so I, I feel like there's an easy solution here. Make them older. I, I sl- yeah. Well, isn't the next season... I think they confirmed that the next season, season five, is going to be... I forget how many years in the future, but... I have no idea. I thought it was going to take place right after. Uh, I saw they started I, I, I might have saw something, but... but ho- I don't know. No. But they're, they're basically upset, like, you guys are going through puberty, but we didn't write that yet. <laughs> stop it stop growing stop being alive stop just, your voice is too deep now you're just supposed freeze to, in cryostasis you're supposed to be 13 get the carbon carbonite yeah all right let's get on with this uh all right change your things mad Lib. all right so obviously you know how mad Libs work i'm gonna ask for stuff you give me the stuff we'll go back okay. and forth um i need a part of the body plural Toes. Toes. Much more mature. I need an adjective. Oh, God. Sprint. What? No, that's a verb. Oh, God. That's a verb. (laughs) Did you say sprint? Oh, my God. Dude, the Taco Bell wedding Uh, just has fried me. (laughs) Between Ezra Miller and the Taco Bell. Oof. The the brain is just shutting itself off. It's it's in its fight fight or flight mode. 
<laughs> oh god um adjective you said right yes tall 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 toes all right toes. last name just any last name any any last name. um <laughs> why is this so hard and any literally steel flex. there's billions of last steel flex <laughs> Um, a verb ending in ing. Nodding. What? Like nodding? Like you nod your head? Nodding. Okay. Nodding. I need a number. Sixty-nine. <laughs> I knew you could oh, say okay. that. I was gonna say seven. Uh, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, I I thought you were gonna say seven. So man. We got you pinned down, Connor. Life hack for everyone uh, listening. If someone is ever saying, like, I'll oh, pick a number, one through ten, it's always seven. It's always seven. Mm. Always seven. Always seven. Um, adjective. Um, let's do purple. Uh, plural noun. Cars. Cars. A uh, verb ending in ing. Swimming. Swimming? Yes. Swimming. Adjective. Fuck. Um. <laughs> I know these are real tough for you. There's only like hundreds of thousands of them. Stop. <laughs> Harry. Harry. Okay. A uh, verb. Playing. Not an ing. Just oh, a verb. Oh. Um So we can say play. Yeah, we'll do play. Yeah. Play. Um same plural noun. So cards. Okay, I need a different noun. Mm. Lightsaber. Lovely. Okay. Um, type of building. Skyscraper. Okay. I need a verb. Sit. I need a silly word. Aaron. Oh, wait. No. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tootsie. Tootsie. Okay. And I need an exclamation. Ah. Ah. (laughs) Uh, I need a verb. Type? Like, type on a computer. Oh, type. 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 Yes. Okay. And I need a plural noun. Balls. Balls. Okay. All right. So this is called, Will, are you out there? Or are you there? I know he's out there. I can feel it in my toes. My tall son is alive. 
and I don't care what Jim Steelflex or anyone in this town thinks. Great name, by the way. (laughs) I heard my Will nodding into the phone. I know it was him. I'm 69% sure of it. (laughs) But the phone, that purple phone got zapped again. I felt so hopeless, but then I noticed the cars are starting to flicker. I'm telling you, it was a sign. They started swimming and flashing, and I know it sounds hairy, but I think he's trying to use them to play to me. Don't believe me. I've got every strand of Christmas cards I could find strung up from the living room to the lightsaber room. (laughs) Just dope as hell. (laughs) My whole house looks like Santa's skyscraper. Will, are you here, Will? If you're here, please sit something, anything. Blink once for yes and twice for Tootsie. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Did you type that? It blinked. He's here. I need more balls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the end of that just got so chaotic. (laughs) I need more balls. I need more balls. I need more balls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That was amazing. All right, I got I got one last game before we end this episode for you guys, and it's an it's a game that we haven't played in a little while. Um, but it's a fun one. It's called You've Lost the Plot. So if you don't know how this game works, Sam, you're going to be pretty new to this game. I am. Um, I will give you a uh, a movie plot, and you have to tell me whether it is real or fake. And for bonus points, if it is real, if you can tell me what the movie is and subsequently what year it released, I will give you up to three points. Good lord. Oh, jeez. All right? All right. All right. So we're going to start with start with this one. This says, after they discover their beep boss is his dead body inside of his beach house, two overlooked insurance company workers must make it seem like the corpse is alive long enough to evade becoming his murderer's next target. I will give you each a chance to say if it is real or fake. I think it's fake. I also think, yeah, it's definitely fake. This would be a real movie. What? I thought it was going to be, like, uh, I thought it was going to be obvious. Is this Weekend at Bernie's? I th- it is Weekend at Bernie's. I thought they were college <laughs> kids. Damn. <laughs> This is Weekend at Bernie's. Can you give me the year that this movie was released? 89. Damn, Connor. You got it right on the nose. 1989. So that is, what, two points for Connor? I don't think I deserve that. We didn't get it right. Okay, so no points. I'll, I'll, I'll drop it to no points. I'm an honorable man. So here, here's the next one. A stuck-up man with an amazing job and life in the city... Sets, on a cross, sets out on a cross-country road trip after losing his job with nothing but a suitcase and his best friend, his dog, Mason. Along the way, they meet a variety of strange, funky, and helpful people who teach him that life is more than just wealth. Is that real or fake? Beeping thought. That would be... That would be a real movie. I think it's real, too. You would be incorrect. Damn. That is a fake movie that I just made up. 
down. But sounds like a great movie, doesn't it? Yes, it does. All right, next one here. A pair of idiot pals takes a wrong turn during a road trip and end up trapped in a year-long ecological experiment. Is this real or fake? Yeah, I'm going to um, say real. I'm going to say real. It is real. Now, can you give me the name of the movie? It's not Dumb and Dumber, is it? It is not. I know Dumb this one is fucking Biodome, is it? It's oh, Biodome. <laughs> what year was Biodome released, Connor? Uh, I, shit. I know it's like mid 90s. I know Polly Shore is in it, and it is horrifically bad. Um, <laughs> uh, toss up. I'm going to say 94. Uh, 96 96 oh my god right on the money again 1996 so connor's got three points sam has one point that one was earned but there's still two more there's still two more to uh to to make up comeback season (laughs) all right here's the next one an obsessive surgeon kidnaps a beautiful female car crash victim amputates all of her limbs and makes her fall in love with him is this real or fake I was going to say that that sounds like 10 Cloverfield Lane, but you didn't do that. <laughs> um, I'm going to say fake. Okay. I'm going to say real. It would be a real movie. Shit. Sam, that is a point for you. You can get bonus points if you can tell me what the name of this movie is. Can you repeat... The um, An obsessive surgeon kidnaps a beautiful female car crash victim, amputates all of her limbs, and makes her fall in love with him. Uh, no idea. I'm just going to guess her. It's not her. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> like, no. Joaquin Phoenix. I have no idea. Wild great, boy great guess. One. All right. Can you at least give me a guess on the year that this crazy movie was released? 84. No, it, that is incorrect. So this is a movie called Boxing Helena, which was released in 1993. Hmm. You know, it sounds like a mix between um 10 Cloverfield Lane and Tusk, if you've ever heard of the movie Tusk. <laughs> I've I've heard I of the movie, think... and I refuse to watch the movie. Yeah, it's probably a smart call. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one here, and this is for, I mean, this this is for the tie. Mm-hmm. A couple vacation in Egypt and visit the pyramids when a freak accident releases the spirit of the nastiest pharaoh in all of the ancient world, and he's hell bent on revenge. Is this real or fake? I'm gonna say real. That'd be a fake movie. Damn. This is a fake movie. Fuck! Damn it! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so. <laughs> So we've ended in a tie in the most anticlimactic <laughs> thing possible. We have ended in a tie. I hit one three-pointer and nothing else. Okay, so so here's a tiebreaker, all right? If you can if you can uh give me a title for that movie, whichever one is the best will be the winner. Say the plot again. 
a couple vacation in Egypt and visit the pyramids when a freak accident releases the spirit of the nastiest pharaoh in all of the ancient world, and he's hell-bent on revenge. Suspense. Let's do. <laughs> Where's the Jeopardy music? When I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to just figure out what tone I wanted to be because I obviously you want to do something funny, but if <laughs> this movie does but. not sound funny, and <laughs> you would not like rename like the King's Speech as like, oh the the talking show. Mr. Man finds his voice. <laughs> this dude learns no, to you speak. You can make it funny. You can make it funny. I'm just saying, I will choose the best one. I'm going to go with The Haunting of the Nile. Oh, okay. I like that. It's a tough one to beat, Connor. Do you have one that you can beat? Um... It's pretty basic, but I'm just going to say the revenge of the pharaoh. This time, it's personal. <laughs> Is this a sequel? <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to have to give it to That's Sam fair. on that one. That was a good That's one. Fair. That was a good one. <laughs> so, Sam, you are the winner of this episode. You've lost the plot. You get nothing. <laughs> congrats. <laughs> Except my congrats. <laughs> you do not get nice. mine, though. A nice pat on the back. Right. Well, what a great episode we've had today, right? If I do say so myself. Yeah, I'm gonna go bleach my ears. <laughs> you know what could do? You know what um could make it better, right, Aaron? What's that? It's, you know the joke of the day. Oh God. Yeah, give me a second to find the joke of the day. <laughs> do do do. You have one. Do do do. Okay, if April showers bring May flowers, what do May flowers bring? The pilgrims. Hey, he got yeah. it. Uh, Let's yeah, show it, baby. I got, I got. Uh, one for I've you. got a bonus. No, one. I got one for oh, you. I, oh, okay. What do you call a pudgy sidekick? What? A fortune teller. Oh my god! I love it. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks, guys, for for recording uh, another amazing episode of the Film Box Podcast. Um, if you want, uh, if you like this episode, please let us know. Uh, leave a review. Give us a rating on your favorite uh, podcast platform. Uh, give us a follow. And also, you can follow us on Twitter at the Film Box Pod. Um, and we have uh, an Instagram page. We have... Um, a new Facebook group. If you like uh, the film box, you can join the Facebook group and uh, we're just going to try and build a community of, of people who enjoy the show and enjoy movies and like talking about movies and, uh, you know, just a place where, where we can you know, have a community of people in a safe space where we can talk about what's, what, what's coming out, what their favorite things are, get opinions, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and we also have a merch store, which will be linked uh, in the description. Um, also want to give another shout out to uh, Josh Woodward for our amazing, amazing, amazing uh, theme music. Uh, we love it, and it works for us. 
really, really well. So thank you again uh, for that. And yeah, without further ado, uh, my name is Aaron Souza. I've been Connor. And I'm Sam. This has been another episode of the Message or call me. Cause I'm living life in airplane mode and everything is okay. I just wanna play unplug for the day and live in the moment. Cause I'm living life in airplane mode, yeah. Today's a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it'd be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest way and the best way to launch, promote, and track your podcasts. Your shows can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's create something great together. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, as well as getting you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a pay plan, and it helps support our show. We use Buzzsprout, and honestly, it's really great. Um, I, uh, I use it to track all of our, um, where we're, where we're being listed Our we get our own website. It's really just a fantastic service. And I would recommend it to anyone that's interested in starting a podcast. Spudsprout helps you get your show listed on every major podcast platform. That takes one of the hardest steps in creating a podcast out of the equation for you. Thanks to Buzzsprout's help. And if you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. Plus it helps you navigate how to do things how to market your show how to make money off your show how to do all sorts of stuff it's all right there for you to use honestly it's not hard when you have the right partners and buzzsprout is absolutely one of the best partners you can have out there they care about you they're passionate about helping you succeed with your show so if you're interested in signing up uh for buzzsprout use the link in uh, in the description of, of the show here it'll like we said it'll get you 20 dollars amazon gift card and it helps. It supports us, and we appreciate it greatly. And now back to the show. Ooh.